Hi, everybody. This is Mark Hinman, lead pastor at Hillcrest Church in Jamestown, New York. Welcome to episode 35 of Jumpstart, which is all about giving us the boost we need to keep us moving forward in the way of Jesus so that we can be more motivated and focused and less empty and miserable. Each episode, I have a co-host with me, Lucas Lassinger, who's home for Thanksgiving break, right, Luke? I am. We just finished Thanksgiving week last week, and I'm going to stay home for a little bit here, probably go back to Buffalo for finals, but it's kind of nice to be back with the family and the dog. And Yeah, yeah. So listen, I know you probably had plenty of turkey, but the real question is, did you get enough pumpkin roll? Oh my goodness, I did. I it, Pumpkin roll season's fantastic. Yeah, I love pumpkin. Hey, so what are we, we going to do today? Sure. So today we have a special guest with us. Uh, this is our third ever guest. Uh, I know you know this person uh, personally. I, you know, I think you have a bit of a connection. You kind of like them. But... A little, little bit of connection here. Yeah, this is shameless nepotism uh, day here on the podcast. Absolutely. So today our special guest is Katie Graham. This is Pastor Mark's daughter for those of us who yeah. don't. You know. oldest, oldest daughter for, right. Favorite child, maybe we don't. Oh yes. no! Don't get me in trouble. Don't do that. Don't do that. So yeah, Katie, it's great to have you with us. Yeah, glad to be here. And I would like to clarify: I am the favorite because they chose to have me first. So mm, there we go. Know, I am the favorite. So what's going on over at the Graham household today? Not a whole lot. Um, working at home, dog sleeping on my bed. That's that's yeah, about life's good. All. Yeah, life's good. All right. So today we're going to do a little bit of uh, a recap of your journey to your business um, and what you, really how the Lord led you over the past couple of years. And it's a pretty exciting journey. I've been able to see up close and personal, but I know it's, it's not always been easy for you. But um, can we back up, though, and, and maybe get a running start at this? I, I'd like to go back to high school and uh, talk a little bit about you in preparation for college. Here's the deal. Right now, you know, Luke is among about 20 million Americans that are in college, and uh, every one of them is wondering what they're going to do after college, and uh, whether they're going to have a job, what's, what does their future hold, and so they have a ton of questions, um, but of course, all that starts uh, before college, and so I'm hoping maybe you can speak some encouragement to them today. Yeah. So you want me to just give like overview of how I got to going to college through high school? Just yeah. What that yeah, looked like. Could. Let's start there. Um, yeah. So I was always that kid that when you would get sent into the guidance counselor's office to talk about what you wanted to do at, when you graduated or went to college, what you wanted to major in, I never had an answer. Um, and the one answer that I did have for a brief period, I thought I wanted to go into cosmetology school, but in order to do that, I would have to leave the advanced classes program that I had worked really hard to get into. So they mm -hmm. recommended that I not do that because if I decided to switch directions in the future, it could cause some issues basically. So it was recommended to me not to do that, um, not to go that route. So the only class that I enjoyed in high school, because um, school was not enjoyable for me <laughs> or easy, was art. I loved art. And in my mind, when it came to art, there were only really two options of what you could do with that um, for a like a career. And that was either teach art or be a quote unquote starving artist. Now, that's not true. There's a lot you can do with art, but I, I had no idea of that. 
And I didn't want to be a quote unquote starving artist because the idea of being on my own was terrifying. So I thought, well, okay, I'll be an art teacher. I like the school environment. I'm not necessarily good at it, but if I'm the one teaching it, then I'm in charge of the situation. So I'll go into art education. And that was basically the only thought process that went into it aside from the hours are good. You get summers off, you get holidays off. And at the time I was into horses. So I thought, oh, this could work really great with having to care for a bunch of four-legged animals, (laughs) just the timing. Um, But that was like as much thought as it gave me. I was never that kid that felt this burning desire. Like I'm going to be an astronaut or I'm going to be a fireman. No, I just, I just wanted to draw pictures. (laughs) So, so let's fast forward a little bit here. So I know there was a process of college selection and actually deciding on the college where you ended up. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was a bit of a journey and lots, yep. of, lots of people can identify with that. Let's, let's fast forward to college now. So you, you're, you're taking art. How's that going? And uh, your pursuit of, of art education. So I loved the program. I was a studio art program and I ended up with a focus in abstract painting. Basically the first year they have you try out a whole bunch of different mediums and figure out what really connects with you. And I liked abstract painting. So that was my focus. And I got the first year in and I thought, oh, life's dandy. This is great. I'm like, no big deal. Um, And then I got into my sophomore year. And at the time I was planning for education, I was going to do middle school or high school education because this has changed. But at that point, small children were terrifying to me. (laughs) And so I did not want to be an elementary teacher. That's particularly good since uh, the two of you, you and your husband, Jackson, are expecting your first child, uh, our first grandchild. um, Yeah, shortly. Yes. It'd be good if you weren't terrified of children any longer. Yeah, that, that's, that's a, a handy adjustment that has happened. <laughs> I like to think that no matter what, I would have liked ours, but who knows? <laughs> so in my mind, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to be a middle school or high school art teacher. And my sisters, when I was a sophomore, they were all in middle school or high school, I believe at the time. And so when I would come home and visit, I would go to their sporting events or their homecoming or whatever. I would be involved, like get to see other high schoolers and middle schoolers while I was home. And it dawned on me my fall semester that I don't like being around high schoolers and um, middle schoolers, at least from a having to like manage them type perspective. Mm -hmm. It gave me a huge respect for people who really did go into education because I realized I am not equipped for this. I'm not the right kind of person for this job. I would probably do okay at the start, but then I would be that teacher that just gives up, throws in the towel like a couple years in, and then she has a bunch of students that think she's a terrible teacher. I, yeah. So there's a debate now, right? Because you got a decision to make. Do you stay on uh, continuing towards art education or what do you do? So what, what did you do? So I stuck with it (laughs) Um, with no plan of what I was going to do with this degree once I graduated, because I still, I still didn't know of any options outside of teaching art or being a starving artist. I don't like that term, but it's a term that a lot of people understand. So being either a starving artist or an art teacher. And so I thought, okay, well, I'm going to stick with it and I'll just, I'll figure it out by the time I graduate. 
which was not the case. <laughs> and I had looked into other major options. I remember sitting down and going through the catalog of like the other majors and thinking like, okay, I'm only at the beginning of my sophomore year. It would be a big deal. And I'd probably have to go to school for another year, but I could switch, but nothing felt right. Nothing fit. I, a lot of them, I didn't even know what they were. And when I looked up what they were via Google, I realized, oh no, I don't want to do that. So I stuck with it. Um, and had basically no plan the whole way through. And I think a lot of college students can identify with this for sure. I I, I can. Uh, it's been a few years since I was in college, but you know, I switched my majors literally five times, and so I made four years five. I didn't uh, know that. Process. Oh yeah, yeah. So so I have a I have a sense for for what you're talking about. But I think a lot of college students get this. They they get it mm-hmm. partway into a program and feel like, oh, I don't see myself doing this for the rest of my life. I, I don't think I can. Yeah, I don't think I can make a career out of this. Um, yeah. All right. So, so what happened then? So I, um, I got engaged uh, the between my sophomore and my junior year. I got engaged, and so obviously, when you get engaged, you plan a wedding. And I realized that I loved the wedding industry. Um, I, I loved everything about it. Um, everybody that I was kind of following online happened to be somehow plugged into the wedding industry. And so I thought that seems like an industry I'd really like to get into. And there's a lot of creative jobs. Um, you can use your artistic edge in a lot of different ways within that industry. So I graduated. I got married two weeks after that, moved back towards home, um, moved in with my husband, started a job. So I I had a job lined up. It was not a job using my degree in any way, shape or form, (laughs) but it was a job. So it was paying bills and I was able to help contribute financially. And I started looking into different businesses that I could start that would be within the realm of the wedding industry and be using my creative gifts. Do you have anything? <laughs> so I'm, I'm guessing you didn't necessarily want to become a DJ. So what a, for a, an inexperienced <laughs> male like myself, who's probably not close to a wedding at the present moment, what are the different aspects of a wedding plan? So uh, there's a lot of areas that you could get involved in. Um, a few that I tried were, I tried getting into being a florist. I tried getting into being an actual event planner. I tried being an event designer, which a lot of people plug, plug those two together, but they are quite different. Um, I tried getting into calligraphy and these were all businesses that I borderline started. Like I had the Facebook page, I made the Instagram account, I was creating work and I was trying to get clients and I was just waiting to get them registered by the county till I actually had a client. And it was a solid two years of just door after door after door getting completely shut in my face. And the whole time I told my husband, um, Jackson, I said, the three that I will not do are DJ, catering, or wedding photography which is ironic considering now I am a wedding photographer. (laughs) So yeah, fast forward then to that. So how did you end up being a wedding photographer? So I tried the multiple businesses. It was a very embarrassing process over two years of just trying multiple things and them all failing miserably before it felt like they even started really. Mm. Um, And then I felt like I was running out of options 
Like I just, I couldn't see many more options and I had my parents' camera. They were very, um, kind and letting me borrow that to take like nice pictures of my work as I was trying to get these other businesses up and going. And so I'd been trying to learn like manual settings and how to take good pictures. And I thought, okay, well, I've got this camera here and I'm pretty sure Jackson, he had to shove me out the door to do this, but I thought I have nothing else to try. I'm just going to try this. And I gave wedding photography a shot. I had this, um, this couple that I knew, um, I knew she was around the same size as me and they were a cute couple. So I had her put on my wedding dress and I put them in my parents' backyard and I took a few mock wedding pictures of them. Um, she was engaged. So we had a ring handy. I just put my wedding band on her finger and (laughs) we pretended they were actually married and took some pictures and I posted them and it took off right away. Um, which was a huge contrast from the other businesses that I had tried to start where I was much more excited about those businesses. And this one, I thought, I'm just going to try this because I have nothing else. Please don't work. And it took off right away. (laughs) And God really confirmed that for you too, right? You had sort of a goal that you put out there early on. Yeah. Yeah. Jackson, um, when we realized that I had actually gotten some traction and there was actually potential there, he asked me, okay, so we need a goal. What is, what would your dream wedding be? What, what would be the best case scenario for you? And I, I remember we were sitting in our little trailer we were living in and I told him I would love to shoot a wedding in Seattle. That would be my dream, but that'll probably take at least five years to get to the point where somebody would pay for me to fly from New York to Seattle to shoot their wedding. And the second wedding I ever booked was a destination wedding in Seattle. So that felt like if I was looking for the green light, the big thumbs up, I got got it very quickly. Is there a a verse or something that's been important, uh, a scripture that you'd say helped guide you in this journey? So I wouldn't say that this is a verse that I've paid attention to from the very beginning, but it, in my mind, it gives me the same kind of feeling as a certain like song does. It's um, Psalm 119.10. Um, and that says, with my whole heart, I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Um, and I, I love that one because it, it's I've sought you and I've tr- I've really tried to do what you speaking to God want me to do with my life. I have no idea what I'm doing. Hold tightly to me and don't let me wander from the path that you want me on. And that's how I felt through most of this. (laughs) Yeah. So, so I have a favorite two words. You probably know what they are um, that we, we do in every uh, episode and it's simply, so what, and you know, the takeaway here, the application, the the next step, what what would you say to, to the college student, somebody who's just in a place of not knowing what they're going to do and um, what's next for them. Um, What would you you say to them today, Kate? Oh, I would say to just keep trying things. And a, a big thing that I kept doing through the whole process was I kept asking God to make it obvious which direction he wanted me to go. And 
you know, he doesn't, he doesn't speak. Maybe he speaks to you in this way. If you are, you're lucky, but he does not speak to me with like actual, I hear him in my ear going, do this <laughs> right afterwards. Um, he speaks to me in a very different way. And so a lot of it is you just have to ask him to make it clear, like show me which direction I'm supposed to be going and then just start trying things and start like making, taking action, making movements and pay attention to like, look for him and hear him speaking and see how he nudges you. And I mean, for me, I knew I wanted to start a business, but I didn't know what business was going to be the right one. And it was very frustrating and very embarrassing, but I just kept trying things. Mm -hmm. And I mean, when he said no, he very clearly said no. (laughs) I kind of wish that I would have known he was going to say no before I went through the process of putting myself out there, but I, I have to trust there was a growing process in there as well. <laughs> so, right. And Lord has all kinds of ways of confirming our steps for us. And, and he certainly did that for you. Yeah. I cut you off, Lucas. What were you going to ask? No, you're good. Um, I guess one question I would have for you um, is how did you kind of keep your perseverance up? Like you're working another job on the side to be able to contribute and mm-hmm. you're trying these other things. And how did you keep yourself going to be working essentially two jobs and, you know, pursuing entrepreneurship, which is a great idea to a lot of people. A lot of people like the idea of being an entrepreneur, but how did you keep yourself going through that? Um, I, I definitely could have handled that season a lot better. I look back and I, I could have handled it a lot better emotionally, but I was just very uncomfortable. And I knew that I wasn't where God ultimately had planned, like in that season, obviously I'm not where he's going to have me in like five years or 10 years. Like it's always going to be changing. But I knew that I was in a transition period. Like he just kept affirming that it was a transition season. And I thought the only way I'm going to get out of this is if I just keep going and just keep hoping that it's shorter than say like another five years. Um, and I was, I was very uncomfortable and I, I stayed focused on like, okay, God, I, I feel that this is where you want me to be going. Help me get there. Um, yeah. Then there were several things like funneling into that discomfort, but I think you just have to stay focused on what exactly you are working towards, which is a lot easier once you kind of get that green light from God. And he says like, okay, yes, this is what I want you going towards. Um, but even once I got that green light, like I knew I was okay. Wedding photography, that's the business I'm supposed to stick to. I was still working my other job for another gosh, a year and a half to two years, somewhere in there. Um, before I, yeah, about a year and a half before I was able to take that full time. So I was having to work essentially two jobs and the wedding photography was becoming closer to a full-time hour type thing. And so it became easier once I knew like, okay, this is what I'm working towards. But when I was in that trial period, um, it's harder then, but you just got to keep trying things and eventually, (laughs) yeah, just keep listening. Yeah. That's, that's really good. So we, uh, we always do an unpaid commercial. We don't have any commercial sponsors. Um, but, uh, Today, we, th- we thought, you know what, we, we can probably promote something uh, that might be helpful, a service. Um, and uh, so we'll just recommend Katie Graham Photography. And uh, if you're needing a photographer for a wedding, 
that would be a great place to start. Give well, her a thank call. You. <laughs> we, we, thank we, you. We provided ahead of time that this was a shameless nepotism episode. So that's right. <laughs> hey, I'm going to pray for us, and uh, then we're going to move on with our day. But um, this has been a really good conversation. Hopefully, encouraging to a lot of people who are just really wondering what they're going to be doing next. So let me pray. God, our Father, thank you for some time to catch up with Katie today and to hear how you've moved in her life and life for her family. Thank you, God, for your leading and your presence with her. And we pray for other students, those uh, young adults, or others that are in places of indecision and really sensing that they, they need to make a change. Lord, we pray that you would continue to lead them. And as they seek you, that they would find you and find your leading and your best for their future. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, thank you, Katie, for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Glad I could do it. Absolutely. And thank you, everyone who's tuning in right now and taking a listen. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the Jumpstart podcast. And if you wouldn't mind just taking a minute to like, rate, subscribe, do whatever it is you do on the platform you listen on, ding the bell for notifications if that's your style. Uh, it was great to have you and we look forward to having everyone tune in again next time. Yeah, so you can also find us on Sunday mornings at 8.45 and 11 online and in person, Jamestown, New York, and at 7 p.m. in the evening. But until next time, have a great day.